You're listening to Witham's Taxing Topics. When it rains, it pours. Tax regulations and guidance are dynamic, continually changing domestic and international financial waters. Step under Witham's umbrella to better weather the storms of tending taxing topics. We'll share the essential news and information you need to prepare for what's ahead. Thank you all for attending the podcast today. My name is Rebecca Alisea, and I am a tax attorney at Witham Smith & Brown. I specialize in high net worth individuals, gifts, trusts, and estates. And I'm very excited to have the opportunity to co-present today with my colleague, Susie McLean. Thank you, Rebecca, and good morning, everyone. Um, My name is Susie McLean. I'm really excited to be joining you today. Um, I'm a wealth advisor with Summit Place Financial, located in Summit, New Jersey. Uh, We work mainly with individuals and multi-generational families, uh, helping them achieve their financial goals. We also oversee um, and handle uh, asset management. As Rebecca and I were planning uh, for our first podcast together, we quickly realized that there was a common theme between our clients. Uh, And this time of year, we find that we're having lots of conversations with clients about what things they should be doing before year end, And today we really want to talk to you about some of these topics as we get ready to wrap up 2020 and kick off 2021. And to Susie's point, you have likely received multiple communications via emails, webinars, or articles from your various advisors regarding year end planning. And we wanted to take this opportunity to address three key important tasks that you may wanna focus on before year end. The first year-end planning to do we recommend is review your will and make sure it still reflects your goals and wishes. When going through your will, keep in mind the three Ps, your passions, your possessions, and the people in your life. For your passions, consider whether or not you are uncharitably inclined, or do you have a specific cause or organization that's near and dear to your heart that you would like to provide for in your will. Making a bequest to a charitable organization can also be done during your lifetime through transfers and donations, but it's also very common that we've seen clients leave bequests to such organizations in their will. Consider your possessions. Make a summary of your assets and other personal items that you would like to give upon your passing. If you have previously drafted your will, check the assets that you have listed and determine whether you still own those assets. Additionally, you may have acquired new properties or investments since you previously drafted your will, and you now wanna take those assets into account in determining how you would like to allocate those assets amongst your beneficiaries. Lastly, when reviewing your will, consider the individuals you will be signaling out. These individuals will have a responsibility, be a recipient, or perhaps both. For those you have assigned a responsibility to, such as an executor or a trustee, make sure you still want them to minister your estate. Equally as important, do those individuals still want to take on that responsibility, or are they still capable of doing so? Also keep in mind to appoint guardians for any minor children. And when determining your beneficiaries of your estate, 
Don't limit the beneficiary review to just your will. Also take this time to look at beneficiaries listed for life insurance policies, retirement accounts, and bank accounts where you may have a payable upon death beneficiary. All should be updated as needed, and a good rule of thumb is to review your estate documents and eligible beneficiaries when you have a life event. Those are all really great points, Rebecca. And I know the one thing we both discussed um, was that it's really, really important that clients have these conversations uh, with the individuals that they've named. Uh, you don't want to just name someone and then after the fact realize that it was a surprise to them, but you also want to share with them what your wishes are and so that they understand when they step into these roles, what that truly means um, if and when you were to pass uh, so that they can execute that. Speaking of beneficiaries, uh, this takes us to our second point um, is have you maximized your contributions to your retirement accounts? Um, and so for 2020, uh, as many of you may already know, you can contribute 19500 to a 401k plan. An important item to keep in mind here is when it comes to 401ks, if your employer provides a match, you really want to make a best effort to contribute as much as necessary to at least meet the amount uh, necessary to meet the employer match. You don't want to leave money on the table, especially if you're entitled to it. Uh, additionally, consider making contributions to a Roth 401k plan. Not every employer offers this option, but if it is an option, it may be, you may want to consider either contributing to one or to both, and you can split your contributions between the two accounts. And this just may be a great uh, conversation to have with your advisor to determine if it makes sense to contribute to a Roth 401k uh, versus a traditional uh, 401k. Also in 2020, individuals may be able to contribute 6,000 to a traditional IRA and an additional 1,000 if you are over the age of 50. And depending on your on earnings limitations, you may be able to make a contribution to a Roth IRA instead of a traditional, uh, instead of a traditional IRA. And Susie, I'd like to just jump in here real quick and bring to the audience's attention that with the retirement plans, the CARES Act actually provides for special distribution options for qualified individuals impacted by COVID-19. We have seen some of our clients utilize this option and we understand that maybe not everybody is aware of it. So what is available to these individuals who qualify is that you can take up to a $100,000 distribution from a 401k or 403b plan or an IRA, this distribution is included in your income ratably over a three-year period. So if you were to take a distribution of 75,000, you would pick up 25,000 over the next three years. Uh, this distribution is not subject to the additional 10% tax on early withdrawals, which is a nice benefit. And then the deadline for taking such a distribution is December 30th of 2020. So if you believe this option is something you want to exercise, you need to be mindful to make sure you do so before year end. And, and Rebecca, the tax has to be paid um, within the three years, correct? It doesn't have to be paid, but they can pay it in the first year if they wanted to, per se. 
That's correct. You can okay. choose to pay it all in the first year or over the three-year period. Great. And speaking of the pandemic, I think it puts into uh, the forefront right now our third recommended planning to do, which is review your portfolio and your savings plan. You should take this time to work with your advisor to understand where your current portfolio status and savings plan is. For example, we like to recommend our clients look at your capital gains and loss positions. Do you want to offset any gains and losses to reduce overall taxable gains? With there being tax of a talk of a possible tax increase in the capital gains rate, it may be optimal to utilize some of those gains before year end where they'll be taxed at the lower rate versus the projected um, capital gain increase of 39.6%. However, tax incentives are just one of the reasonings for reviewing your portfolio. Susie, as a financial advisor, where do you see value added in reviewing your portfolio at year end? Uh, that's that's a really great question, and honestly, yes, reviewing the capital gain, your capital gains uh, year to date is very important. Uh, but as we approach your end, we like to review our clients' portfolios uh, just to determine whether there is opportunity to take losses to help offset any of those gains, but also to determine if there's things that we should be doing this year to help tee up for the following year. But this is also a really good time to ensure that the client's accounts uh, still meet their risk tolerance and the asset allocation that we discuss at every meeting that will help achieve their goals. And right through the year, you're, you're, you're trading, you're buying, and you always want to make sure it's a good time to check in, confirm that everything looks like it's still in place, especially when you're getting ready to kick off a new year. But you also want to make sure it still aligns with your goals and has something changed in your life this year? Did you, uh, you know, maybe have a baby? Did you buy a house or are you looking to retire? Are you looking to buy a second home? This is just a great time uh, to just check in and, and just make sure that we're, we're on track uh, to, you know, moving forward. And this just leads me to one of my other final points, uh, which is important and it's setting funds aside in savings. Um, no one could have ever seen a pandemic coming uh, which caused the entire world to shut down, which is crazy when you think about it. But more importantly, we heard about many losing their jobs, being furloughed, or being forced to use their savings. And as we prepare to wrap up one year and set goals for the year to come, reviewing your emergency fund uh, or your rainy day fund and setting one up is just so, so important. Uh, we can't always plan for a pandemic, and I'm hoping this is the last for a very long time. But having funds and savings for unexpected expenses makes dealing with the unexpected a little bit easier. We typically recommend having three to six months of expenses um, set aside in an emergency fund. Even if it means putting a little bit at a time into savings, it all starts to add up and it really provides a peace of mind uh, for you and your family. And to echo Susie's point, the pandemic has certainly emphasized the need for this emergency fund, or if you want, rather call it a rainy day fund. We found that those who had a resource available to them certainly managed these past several months of economic uncertainty with a bit more stability and reassurance. 
And think of your savings fund like your retirement account. A little bit each month will eventually build up to a hearty nest egg and will be available to you in your time of need. These three action items will obviously take more time or analysis depending on your specific facts and circumstances, but taking the time now before year end to address them will certainly put you in a good footing for your tax and financial planning come the start of 2021. And if you're feeling particularly ambitious over the next few weeks and want to treat yourself to some early holiday gifts, a few little additional planning points that we've been recommending to our clients, um, Susie and I were discussing earlier this week, for example, is remember to utilize your remaining FSA money. Many policies have a use it or lose it or uh, a minimal amount that you're allowed to carry over from year to year. Uh, the annual exclusion gifts for 2020 allow for you to make up to 15,000 tax-free uh, to individuals. And that's just a great advantage. It's you know something great to take advantage of. Um, and if you're ever paying a tuition, paying tuition directly or medical expenses, these actually don't count towards a gift. Uh, so just little tips to take advantage of um, as you're thinking of spreading the, the cheer with your family. <laughs> yes. If anybody looking to make some year-end gifting, I'm happy to be one of those recipients <laughs> of your annual exclusion amount. But uh, I also wanted to add in, Susie did a great job speaking of you know making sure you're contributing to your 401k or your IRA. So just also know in regards to your IRA that you have until April of 2021 to make your contribution to your IRA. So if you're feeling it might be a little bit tight at the deadline between now and the end of December, know for your IRA that you can make your contribution up until April of 2021. And last but not least, uh, as you may call, there are some regulations that went into effect earlier this year that changed the RMD, that's the required minimum distribution age, from 70 and a half to 72. And however, this year due to COVID, RMDs were actually not required. But that being said, this may also be a good year to consider uh, possible Roth conversions or maybe using those funds to make uh, some charitable gifts if you're so feeling inclined to do so. And again, um, just to reiterate, Susie and I, we find we have a lot of overlapping in the conversations we have with our clients. So we just thought it was very important that you do speak with your advisors before year end, understanding that what you may speak with on your tax accountant side, your wealth planner side, or maybe your estate attorney side, there'll be some overlapping and having all involved in the conversation will give you a more holistic planning that will incorporate all your goals and your desires, as well as your wealth planning needs and your tax planning needs. We Thank you, Rebecca. We really appreciate your time today and uh, feel free to reach out to either one of us with any questions. We're always happy to be uh, a resource and happy holidays to, to you and your family. Yes, thank you everybody and have a great holiday season. You've been listening to Withens Taxing Topics. Contact us with your feedback or suggestions for future podcast topics. Visit www.witham.com for additional information.
send an email to info at Witham.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Witham CPA. Thank you for listening.